you scared to death, Negro? Well, the Harlem riots actually shouldn't surprise anyone. It's only a, an example of why the passage of the recent civil rights bill in the United States can do actual, actually or absolutely nothing to solve the problems that confront our people there. Despite the passage of this bill, our people are still the victims of brutality and most of them are being brutalized by the police here in the north, or rather in the north, instead of in the south. It's surprising to me that uh, the explosion, the racial explosion, hasn't gotten farther out of hand than it actually has. And it's not a reflection of the ability of the New York police to contain the Negroes in, in Harlem. It's actually a reflection of the ability of the Negroes in Harlem to hold or exercise restraint in the face of the most severe uh, form of brutality. So, do you remember that, uh, that photo from Redacted Palooza? This was mm -hmm. like two, it's like 2016. I think we were in, I don't know which uh, station we were at, but. I only I remember. Sleep. I only remember one photo, and it's a big group photo. Because that's the one that's on Instagram, but it's, it was, there were others that were taken that night. Okay, I don't have, I don't remember those. Yeah, it's one, it's one that we have that's like, I'm like half sleep. I think you're like smiling or half sleep or some shit like that, but it's really cool. So okay, it's gonna be the new cover art. All right, cool. I always forget. I always forget when uh when I go back to listen. So yes, at least you can say I listen to the podcast that I talk on. Um, I mean, I will hope you do. That you have like entrance music. It always catches me off guard every time. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I, thought, I don't hear this shit when I'm recording. I thought about. Uh, changing it but i don't know what is it new jack is that new jack yes okay the new jack sound bite it might change it might not who knows you have input though you and your uh 50 year old man receding hairline shit it ain't 50 nigga shout <laughs> out to the boy you see these curls is popping uh right, so speaking of curls you have to get uh it's called this thing called a uh a twisted up comb the little sponge shit? It's not. A, it's like the sponge, but it's an actual comb. Okay. I guess. My, my boy put it put me on to it. Shout out! Shout out my dog Elko, man. He uh, he seen me go into the beauty supply store and buy some fucking sponges, and he was like, "Nah, bro, go ahead and get this twisted up comb." I wish I could do something about this damn facial hair, bro. You I, just, I just like, I just need that. I just need this part to connect. No. For this side has started to connect, but this side over here is like... Mm, I do have like one facial hair here that like curls up and I kind of want to... I wish I could like take yeah. that and like establish it and just have that, that twist shit. Like, uh, what was that baseball okay, picture? Uh, Ronnie Fingers? Was that him? <laughs> was it Ronnie Fingers with the mustache? Yeah. Yeah, that's the old. Uh, that's the old. Uh, damn, who had that in uh, WWE? I got a, I got a homie right now. Shout out, shout out to Fab, my homie. He actually has that mustache, like he it curls up and all that shit. Nah, that's that. That's that vaude villain uh, mustache. That's that weird shit. Wow, shout out to them. Remember Blue Pants? Yeah, she was on. Uh, 
She made an appearance on uh, what was that uh, AEW pay per view the other night? The fuck, I look like watching an AEW pay per view. What the fuck, I look like? Okay, well, that's a good segue to start. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Undisputed Hater Podcast. I think this is episode numero 12. I don't know what that means in Spanish or French, even though I took uh, French in college. You don't know 12 uh, in Spanish? I don't. All right, whatever. Do you know 12 in Spanish? I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Anywho, we are back, Coach and Doug. We're back to talk about the latest and greatest in uh in wrestling and in life all right i think 12 is nueva y dos off the top of my head it's off not that head. many words bro okay there you go that's like a bana <laughs> <laughs> yo all right wow this is what i'm saying I, I think 12 in french is like dudes or some shit like that dudes yeah i think that's it I don't know. Um, I? Um, I'm cool. This is probably my most productive week since being laid off. Uh, granted, it's still worse. I'm laid off, but like, I am on paid leave, so there's no incentive for me personally. To feel like I gotta go find a job because I'm still getting these checks. Payday is still tomorrow. That hasn't changed. Um, but I did at least start looking at some potential new roles. Um, thinking about some cities if we're moving. We got a list. Uh, so if we're not gonna stay here, maybe Chicago, maybe Los Angeles. Please don't go to Chicago, bro. I like Chicago. It's a nice, nice town. There's too much murder there, bro. I I, I got to go heal the streets. Um, what the fuck are you, Batman? Yeah, just black. I'm black man. <laughs> Oof, I'm on fire today. Who is this guy? Oof, I even I even I even take a smoke of this. Um, but yeah, I'm maintaining. Uh, actually worked out today. Shout outs to the the Fit On app. Um, and if anyone knows. In true starting to work out fashion, uh, the first it was a ten minute quick morning workout, and it basically told me that I'm a bitch. Um, we were sweating profusely, but like we were struggling, and like this is a safe space, so I know I can say that. But like, I got my humble reminder today that uh, we got to get back to business. So that was cool. Um, okay. Okay. Sneakers came in this week. Uh, my auto, my auto maxes. Uh, Self lacing is a movement. Get on it. I encourage you, my brother, to do that. Um, and just trying to maintain. Obviously, with everything that's going on in the news, uh, out in Minnesota is stressful. Stressful. It's just, an, but it's kind of one of those things. Like, understatement. It's kind of one of those things where like. At, you, you get numb to it at some point. Like, and we all know that in in a week, society will be over this and we'll still be dealing with it. And then they'll pop back up and be on our side when something else happens again. And then a week later, they'll go back to acting like it never happened. Uh, White people are insane. 
hopefully maybe this will, as we always say, maybe this is the time where things might change. If not, yeah. So that's that. How are you? My my little little uh, disturbed. Uh, my job search is going uh, pretty decent, I guess. Um, I ended up getting uh, okay. I don't know why. Like, all right, all right. The hoes calling. The hoes no, calling. The hoes calling. The hoes calling. It's not the hoes. It's it's actually. <laughs> like no. because you are an engaged and faithful because black I'm a... man. Hello, Ashley. How are you? Hope you're well. <laughs> if the kids act up, sell them. You ain't hear that from me though. What? You're wild. Um. Anywho, um, the job search is is going pretty interesting because I ended up um interviewing for this middle school position and anybody knows I'm not too keen on middle school but the uh, the administration was pretty cool and they ended up offering me the position but they couldn't officially offer it to me because the teacher that was supposed to resign is now on the fence on whether she wants to leave or not so I'm pretty much in limbo and starting back at square one with looking for jobs again and that's just annoying but other than that, I'm fine. Um, I don't really have too much to complain about. I don't want to fucking pack up this shit and move because moving is annoying. I've moved every fucking year since like 2017. Every Nothing in your life is stable. <laughs> There's no stability. It's all frustration. Uh, man, speaking of frustration, uh, white people, please stop killing my people. It's getting to the point where I'm about to go start punching random ass white people. I just I, I really want a race war to hop off. Like I really want that to happen. I just need ultimate chaos because I feel like they're not gonna understand until we do things the way that they did them. Until we just start go out and just randomly beating the shit out of white people just to prove a point, they're not gonna understand how that is problematic. How you killing us is problematic. How you not caring about us is problematic. Like, I'm just over this shit. It is, like you said, it's, you you become numb to it. I'm tired of scrolling my goddamn Twitter, scrolling Instagram. Just I'm tired of opening my phone or just doing anything and seeing another innocent black person just being killed for no reason. Like, it is, it is, it's saddening. And then motherfuckers want to get mad that people are looting Target. First of all, Target is first on my list if some loot shit happens. Like, if it happens here, Target's first on my list, okay? Because I'm in that motherfucker every day. I'll literally be going there after we're done recording this podcast. I'm going to Target. Okay? So that's first on my list. But it's just like, why can't y'all simply stop killing us? It is not that fucking hard to do. I don't wake up every day and be like, hey, I'm gonna go kill a white person today. And that's what it seems like they're doing to us. And they don't care, and you want to have all these fucking celebrities and shit who want to speak out about the shit, and they don't understand. It's very frustrating. It's just very frustrating. I think my numbness is at the point where, like, you can say, I want to go punch white people in the face and start a race war. And I'm just like, nigga, that ain't going to soft shit. <laughs> like, I, I, like, and you know me, I'm probably. I'm supremely optimistic about a lot of things in life. 
But I think the numbness has just told me that like, listen, they don't care and they are never gonna care. And I don't know if there's anything that can be done that will change that. I saw a lot of people posting like video clips of like elderly speaking. And I think one that like sat with me, it was like this dude who's probably like in his mid fifties or sixties. It's probably a famous person whose name I don't know off the top of my head. Um, but he was just like, you guys keep telling me time will heal, but whose time? Is it my time? Is it my niece's time? Is it my grandkids' time? Is it my future grandkids' time? Because everyone keeps saying time is going to change things, but like, on what time is that? So, I don't know. working on some weird ass uh, sundial or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what changes things. Uh, I appreciate everyone who's speaking out in support. Um, I think it's important to like not don't don't pull this off don't pull this all lives matter shit um if you're an ally then stand with people right not everyone has to protest i'm not the protest of type but like these shits affect all of us i think new york is having theirs today i just got a text about i think a friend of mine is going um but it's tough it's tough and People have to grieve this in different ways. Uh, it's like I, I put on my Instagram story today uh, a couple of stand-ups that I that I really liked, um, but they all kind of centered around the same thing. One of them was like uh, Gerard Carmichael when his bit about like being black is exhausting. Um, the other one was like Michael Shea, and he was talking about how like we always have to get over it. It's like slavery, oh, it was 400 years ago. Uh, civil civil rights, oh, we, you guys got black. He's like, we gave you guys Black History Month. You got all of February. Like, what's the problem? And then he was like, it's like police shootings. And then the, uh, he was like, yeah, that was two weeks ago. Like, you're still on that. But you say 9-11, and it's like, never forget. Um, right, like, that doesn't make and, any sense. And then, and then I posted the uh, a recent one from Chris Rock uh, that is like, it, it's easy for us to say like, they're not all bad cops, they're good cops, but also like that job is a job where you can't afford to have bad apples. You can't, and he compared it to like pilots. He's like Delta Airlines can't say, well, some pilots land their planes and some don't. Right, you can't say that. There are just certain fields of profession where you cannot have a good and a bad employee. And for whatever reason, the police, we know they got good, but they got a lot of bad. And I think the problem is that their bad never gets held accountable. And even to the point of like, a friend of mine brought it up yesterday, like you won't even see like, it's easy for like a cop to, for something unfortunate to happen to a police officer and everyone, including us, right? Including us. If it's a good nature cop who was just doing his job, he is taking the gun down. We are very much up in saying like, we appreciate cops, what they do, this, that, and the other. And fellow cops too, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but if a bad cop does something, no one wants to call them out, even a good cop. And it's like, bro, why? 
Like, why can't anyone accept that this job has some bad apples and you guys need to call out your peers? Like, the people who are required to or are assigned to protect us aren't doing that and they're not held accountable, right? Like, if the same, I think they said yesterday that the, the officer who from Minnesota had 11 previous incidents regarding something of this nature and none of them were ever addressed. And it's just like, well, shit, what do you know? And then I think like Minnesota kind of has history of this. So like, honestly, none of this is surprising. Even when you bring up like, uh, I think when it was a few years with the Freddie Gray situation, mm -hmm. I think it was in the Minnesota Lynx wore like, I can't breathe t-shirts. And then the Minnesota PD decided they were not going to go to that game and protect the players. And it's like, wait, you suddenly not doing your job because we're calling out your bad apples? And like New York, it, it just doesn't happen as frequently, I guess. Maybe, honestly, it's probably just that it doesn't get recorded as much in New York. Uh, but NYPD, they're not safe, right? They're not excluded from anything. But right. I just think you can tell in certain cities where like killing a cop can get dealt with a cop killing someone can get dealt with. And there are some States where like this water under the bridge, bro. They just don't care. Like that's what all this shit boils down to. Like they do not care about us. They don't care about cops killing us. I mean, you would think that in 2020, we wouldn't still have these issues yet. Here we are. Every week, every day, every fucking month, it's just so goddamn constant. And like you said, the the good cops don't want to hold the bad cops accountable. And it's probably because if they do hold them accountable, you're acknowledging that, hey, this person is fucked up. And a lot of these people are friends, they're buddies, they're brothers, they're sisters, and they don't want to call these people out. They don't want, they don't want to be uncomfortable. And that's what a lot of this shit with these white people is. They don't want to be uncomfortable. If you bring up, you know, how the country was founded, they're uncomfortable. If you bring up how black people are treated, they're uncomfortable. And then they try to redirect you to something else because they don't like discomfort. White people do not like the truth. As much as they like to say that they like the truth, you know, they, they built all these systems that, that are rooted in, oh, well, you know, you're supposed to be truthful and not lie and blah, blah, this and that. But you motherfuckers are lying about shit every day because you don't want to face the truth like this shit is it's annoying bro like i really just want to fight white people at this point you ain't gonna you ain't gonna fight undertaker though <clears throat> I, that was that was a segue that was a that was a good segue that was a good segue that was a good segue you, you can't lie you can't lie as we oh, speaking of blue lives matter okay let's talk about uh Briefly, I want your thoughts on this last ride documentary, especially not because we have like a three week break in between. Um, we've me and you have gone back and forth on this as for weeks, and I feel like you just you heard me, but you weren't listening to me. And this documentary has been great. But I need to understand, do you see what I've been trying to tell you? As far as what? As far as he 
has too much pride. He high key should be retired. And he is not going to retire because every time it goes good, he thinks he can go again. He's got too much pride to really walk away. And I think even the quote about being jealous of Shawn Michaels, I think puts that into a whole perspective of like, Shawn was able to do this and walk away. And I can't do that. That makes sense. Folks, we're going to go on a brief pause for a quick second. I have some uh, family things to attend to, but we'll be right back. I promise. Yo, he ain't here. So, like, don't trip. Like, we're supposed to be in commercial break. But, like, I just muted my microphone. I just want to shout out all the homies on the east side, all the homies on the west side, doing their thing. Two up, two down. Peace up, A-Town down. This is your boy, Big Dugger, a.k.a. Shook Knight, a.k.a. Pretty Pablo, a.k.a. Young Ducks Christ, a.k.a. Young Hova. I thought I told you. Uh, shout out to all my homies on the set, on the block, doing their thing. I'm just here kicking it with my homies. Uh, please also understand that everything that I'm saying right now is complete satire, bullshit. I am none of these things. All right. I'm just kicking it until he comes back. Uh, this might be the last episode because once he realizes what I've done he's probably going to be like holy shit I can never co-host a podcast with him ever again uh, but yeah Undertaker yeah, he's just not as good as he says he is HBK is a goat uh, and fuck Cody Rhodes I've been listening to this shit the entire time what is your problem what is your agenda like what's the what's with the agenda? I don't understand it. Like what do you, what do you have against this man? What did he do to you? There's just some Europeans surrounding the prince. <laughs> Might have to pull off the shoddy. <laughs> Might have to pull off the shoddy. Oh my god! But oh wow! I'm circling back to your original point. I do think that Undertaker does have too much pride, and it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. I think that he's inevitably going to come back for another AJ Styles match. But I do think that he he should have retired a long time ago. Like some of the things that they were talking about in the doc were just really sad. Like his hip, shit was bad, bro. That that got that got negative. I wasn't ready for that content. You and me both. Speaking of things that are original, I'm really good at segueing into topics. I think that's finding my niche. But as we talk about things that are original, and for what it's worth, I'm about to light this smoke. Okay. Let's talk about the original bro, Mr. Matt Riddle. Um, in the last two weeks, it seems as though business has picked up in his life. Um Recently lost the tag titles to uh, Imperium. And we're going to talk about that as well. But the thing that happened in that is that his partner, uh, Mr. Thatcher, uh, betrayed him. And we got ourselves a nice little fight last week. Riddle got the victory, but didn't end on good terms at the show. Um, and then last night we got a cage pit. Yeah, I think that's what they called it. 
uh, fight pit, little mixed UFC WWE style with Kurt Angle in there. Some missing teeth because that he got negative. Uh, also, shout outs to whoever yelled, This is beyond me uh, during the podcast. But there are talks that Matt Riddle is getting called up. There's How you feel about I this? Gu- I guarantee you that, first of all, whoever shouted uh, that this is beyond me, I guarantee you that was Malcolm Bivens. I can guarantee you that. All right. I don't have 100% proof, but it's not too many people that would know what that is. Um, first of all, I feel that Matt Riddle uh, should have been on the main roster a long time ago. I think that when he gets there, he is a future main event star, a future WrestleMania main eventer, a future world champion. And I think that he's going to get his match with Brock. And I hope that they put that bitch in the fight pit. I pray to God that they put that match in the fight pit. Like Matt Riddle, he has he's the total package, bro. He has what I um what I believe every true superstar has, and that's the ability to work as a face, a heel, good guy, bad guy. Like all true superstars have that. Seth Rollins has it, Kevin Owens has it, um, The Rock had it, Stone Cold had it. True superstars have the ability to work both sides of the fence, right? Matt Riddle has that because you can get behind him as a comedy guy, but he'll beat the shit out of you. He has the charisma to where you can get behind him, but also he can he can turn that a little bit up too much, and now he's a dick who you don't like, but can beat the fuck out of you. So he has that ability to be, you know, that true superstar. I just really hope they don't make him put on fucking shoes. That would blow me. I don't think they'll make them put on shoes. Um, I think they'll probably go to Rusev Rao, where it's all good, just don't get hurt. Because Rusev didn't put on shoes until after he got hurt. Um, at first, with Riddle, I can admit I didn't see it. Um, he kind of, when you bring up that like dickish heel. He kind of did come off as that, um, but I that dude's a star. No, no pun intended, bro. Bonafide uh, star. Now, and I think he also gets it. Like he's not willing to fuck up the bag. Uh, like they, he has a recent interview. I didn't see the whole thing, but they talk about the Goldberg incident um, and how Shane McMahon thought that they were gonna fight. And he says, oh, I would have never laid hands on him then. He's like, that's that's money. What I'll do is I'll get you to match and then I'll save it for then, right? So like, despite whatever beef it is, he knows that there's money there. So I ain't gonna just, I know what I can do. So there's no reason for me to do it here. I'm gonna do it in front of these people and we're gonna get these checks. Um, now, what I do wonder is if this is true, does this mean that they are maybe going back to business now? And does this start a trend? Like, all right, if you're calling up Riddle, I mean, we got to take over next week. Velveteen is now in a match where if he loses, he never gets a shot. Usually we know how that goes. So is, all right, are we calling up, are we calling up the gang now? Is it time for Cole to move up? 
What do we do? I don't know. It's an interesting. Like, it's a it's a weird time. It's a very weird time still because we don't know how long this this uh, you know quarantine shit is gonna last. We don't know how long um, it's gonna be before we get fans again. So I think they're just they're maneuvering whatever they can maneuver with the roster that they have. Right, because they still don't have the full roster. They don't have people being able to fly in and fly out at you know their leisure and their disposal. So it, it kind of makes it difficult, and they're doing whatever they can, which is um, why they are using Charlotte the way that she's being used. I don't think it was ever intended for her to work all three brands until they realize, okay, this may go for a prolonged period. We don't. We aren't gonna have our full roster for God knows how long. So we need to utilize it the best we can, right? And I think that's what they're doing with Riddle. So it's gonna be some moving and shaking. I don't think it's like back to business as normal, but I think that the things that they're doing now are positioning people for when we do come out and we do get fans again and things are back to normal. People are a lot better off. Like Riddle should have been called up, right? I think that it. I think that, first of all, I think Cole wins at In Your House. All right? I think that he wins. I also think that, and this is a little bit of an off-topic thing, but I also think that if Dream does win, then that kind of shows that they've done their, their research as far as the allegations with him, and he's good, he's clear, but uh, I'm not too sure. I kind of, I kind of feel like him being on TV now. I think kind of shows that whatever happened, they found out something that they're okay with. Because you didn't really have a reason to bring him back after the takeover loss. You could you could have left it at that. Um, because the only time they were really mentioning him was that like Adam Cole had his win at Takeover. They could have, you could have easily slid in uh, Dexter Loomis if you wanted to. I didn't uh, get the hype behind this Dexter Loomis guy until like a couple weeks ago. But something seems like they, they. I don't think they would be doing this if they didn't know something. Um, to your counterpoint, though, I do feel like. See, the thing about Charlotte Flair over the rest of them is, like, she's the one that has, like, the mystique in the sense. Uh, and, like, the thing that stands out with Charlotte, it's it's the accomplishments, but, like, it's, like, you are the 10-time champ, right? So, like, she's, had, she's the one with the most women's championships. Uh, so... Charlotte feeling the need to win the Rumble. I've already beaten these two champs, so let me go to NXT. I do it at NXT. And you know what? Fuck it. You want me to really show out? Let me go to Raw, let me go to SmackDown and go get those. I feel like they would run with that, whether we had a crowd or not. Because that's something very... Charlotte Flair of her to do to be all the champs. I'm, right? I was waiting on that. That's why I was surprised that she didn't win on Monday. Like, even I was surprised and sad. 
even with uh I think if she if if Becky wasn't pregnant, right? You run that story because it's Becky two belts. And how does Charlotte top Becky in that sense? I hold all three belts. That's you got a storyline right there, essentially. So I, I don't I think they could have done this story even if it was like regular business. And it would have been dope. Because people would have people would have hated it, but people would have tuned in. I just think it would have been a good, it would have been a good way to uh, create chaos. Oh, yeah. And I live for chaos. Live for it. Like, I need the fucking chaos. I need the fucking chaos. Speaking of NXT, though, I'm, uh, this has always been a traditional uh, fuck Johnny Gargano podcast. But this new heel, uh, heel version he's in is it's unlike what I've seen before and I'm kind of fucking with it. I'm fucking with the vibes. The new music is a vibe that the 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 dickhead vibes that that he's giving off. It's fine. It's him and it's reminiscent to Daniel Bryan. They're like nerdy dickheads. Right. And a lot of heels just want to tell you that they're better than you. They can beat you up. And you just can't win. You're a loser. Bullying, right? Mm-hmm. Him and Daniel Bryan, they run the I'm smarter than you route. Like, listen, go back and watch, especially in today's world, Daniel Bryan found a way to preach to millions of people about consumerism. And they lived for it. And he, had, like, the man was calling people fickle. And like, say what you want. He's a nice guy. He meant that shit with every word. That was not something that WWE writers were were squatting up to write. That's mm-hmm. those were Daniel Bryan bars about all of that shit. He definitely wanted that all hemp championship belt. If he gets the Intercontinental Title, I feel like he's gonna do the same thing. Uh, all hemp title was fire, by the way. So. Gargano's kind of running in LA, and then you have Candice, who is more interesting now than she, she ever was. Than she ever was. Uh, sucks for them that they got to deal with Mia Yim. <laughs> Yo, uh, <laughs> Mia Yim is such a she's a wonderful person, but I do not like her character. Dog. Her character like her just character. screams gentrification. It just I does, mean, bro. The backward snapback, the the Tim's bro, the f- like the is she fake the, crit? The graffiti on the pants, bro. Like Miriam, you are better than this. Please change this gimmick. It is not the music. Bro. The music is terrible. How, who cleared this shit? Oh no! It's weird. It's like it's like it's like a promotion decided felt like they didn't have enough black women. So here, let's bring in. The half black one, like it. You could you could say like be you could say like Bianca's the blood and Mia Yim's the crit. <laughs> don't don't even put Bianca and Mia Yim in the same category. Those are two different like queens right there. Oh, I just called Mia Yim a queen. Oh god. Um. So yeah. Oh, I have a 
have an NXT question for you. Okay, shoot. We talk about uh, stall champions, right? And how they got to figure out what they're doing with certain stars. Same, and it's going rather unnoticed for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe we just still don't pay attention as much. But, like, for as long as Adam Cole has been champion, Walter is still NXT UK champion. Correct. At, at some point, now, I do think they were setting it up that Finn was going to be him at the takeover in Ireland, but obviously yes. plans changed. But at some point, what the fuck do you do with Walter? I don't know. I don't know because I, I feel like even even Pete Dunn had a long reign. Pete Dunn had almost a two year reign. Right, but and that was mo most most of his reign. Remember, most of his reign though was not with uh with NXT UK. It was like the UK would have specials, but there was no weekly show when he was champion for like the first year and a half. So a lot of so a lot of times Pete Dunn as champ was kind of like the twenty four seven champ. Yeah, that's true. And he but he'd show up at like big events, right? Like he'll do an NXT takeover title defense, and then maybe he'll do a festival. You would get a Pete Dunn title match maybe four year if you look back before they got NXT. And then once NXT was established, Walter pulled up. And that was it. It was on site. That's true. That's true. I just, uh, I don't know. I figure they're just going to act like it doesn't exist or do whatever they need to do to get by. Because, I mean, it, it's like they can't do much. Like I said, the, the travel restrictions are killing people. They can only do I, with so much. And I, I think also seeing Imperium now officially, like NXT, like they got the NXT tag titles. So, like, now it's just like, yeah, where's, where's Big Dog? At the crib chilling. Because um, he can't leave the fucking country. WWE, if you're listening, please put out these tracksuits. Yo, it was yo, 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 don't even fucking me start because they released the uh the ring camp jumps. And the Trumpito because of fucking Trumpito. Just fucking garbage, bro. Yo, Vince, get your man's B. Shit is whack, man. Shit is whack. Um damn, I completely lost my train of thought. Um no 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 no. So one thing, right? One thing, right? You don't watch AEW, which is respectable, right? I, I love myself. I watched that that double or nothing uh, pay per view, and did you pay for it? No, they were on fucking uh, on Zoom. Oh, okay. So you know, we illegally streamed it, but legally streamed it. Um, oh, if that's if that's the case, invite me next time, bro. You're in the Discord. Oh, it was in the Discord? Oh, shit. Yes. My bad. I didn't know. But fucking, we watched the shit, and one thing that I noticed about AEW, and they still just don't understand, their matches and their pacing are so fucking 
long. Like, there were countless times where I was just watching this shit, and I'm like, God damn, bro. This match is still on. Especially, first of all, their last match, their cinematic experience match, they're fucking, they were in a, they were in a Jag Stadium, the Elite versus Inner Circle, and it was all types of fucking chaos. It was a couple cool moments, but overall, it was just, it, it was too long. It started at like 11 o'clock, and that match itself didn't end until damn near midnight. The matches before that were just so fucking long and boring, and I just do not understand what their problem is as far as pacing and timing. Like, you don't have the superstars to to have everybody go 20, 30, 40 minutes. I don't care about none of these dudes. I don't. I wish they would fix it. And then, come to find out uh, last night, apparently... They're running uh, Jericho versus fucking Tyson at some point. Like this is nineteen ninety nine. So you're gonna run the you're gonna run the Stone Cold uh, DX angle with fucking Tyson in his fucking fifties. Come on, bro. I'm over it. I, I I really fucking hate that company. I really despise them. I really I, fucking hate them. I just want to know what they're doing. Nine they don't know what they're doing. They don't know. Yo, Kenny's a better friend than me, bro. Kenny's a better friend than most people. Like, the, this fucking company stinks, man. If someone told Kenny this would be nine months in, like, he should have a... I hope he has a clause in his contract that they're just like, listen, you know what? Go do a year. Just, just go do a year and get, like, your last good... Like, the fact that Kenny... Because Kenny's, like, mid-30s, right? Um, but it's just like his prime is literally being his prime is literally being wasted there. Like the same the same way of like AJ Styles today in 2020 is not AJ Styles in 2016, right? Mm -hmm. Heck, even last year he 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 got a banger out with Seth Rollins. Uh, Put a pin in that because I, I want to talk about that. Um, but the guy got the last of his good years he spent with good talent. I think Finn is doing that. I think they're all doing that. But for some reason, Kenny is not with that talent, and he should be. And... I know there's good talent in AEW, but it's just simply not better. And while it's cool that Kenny's doing this, bro, you can do this. You could come back to AEW, but you need to go get the last of your prime out with the top dogs. Hey, something that I saw that had me hot was some uh, somebody was talking about how WWE started to use uh, enhancement talent or NXT stars in the crowd like AEW did, which is funny because AEW had a whole match that was a Money in the Bank style match, just like WWE has been doing for God knows how long. People didn't say both. I thought I saw both. I don't mean, I don't know. I also, I, I'm not a fan of the crowd thing. Uh, I think last night was probably the first time I was like a fan of it. We're like, this is beyond me. Shit. I, I think I need more, or at least if you have the crowd, now pumping some volume. 
I don't like the crowd thing, like because it it they're telling you who to cheer and boo, right? Because they are told who to cheer and boo. Like I don't want to boo Dakota Kai, bro. I don't want like I understand that that's your like job you're supposed to do, you know, boo the 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 heel and cheer the face and all this other shit, but like. I don't know. It it was literally watching a real life representation of every WWE video game ever. Like their movements were the same, the way they cheered. I was mad I didn't see some fucking signs. I don't know if they had signs, but I didn't see them. I didn't realize how black NXT was. NXT is very black. And shout out to my man Leon Ruff getting Leon, these checks. He is getting checks to get his ass beat. Every week, and I respect it. Future cruiserweight champ Leon Ruff. Um, you see me. Um, we got takeover next week, next Sunday. Next Sunday, NXT takeover in your house. That's exciting. We got Cole versus Dream, Charlotte Triple Threat, EO and Rhea. Uh, Cross versus Champa. That'll be dope. Shout out, uh, Scarlet Bordeaux. That's the Scarlet. Um, ooh. How do you feel about going talking about Raw and this whole MVP Bobby Lashley thing? Also, oh, shout out to shit. that black-ass main event that we just had on Monday. Very, very black. Uh, shout out Mills TV. Um, I think that he is the one who posted a tweet asking, was this the first, like, all-black main event? Like, Shout out to the A-Show. Ever shouts to the A show, shouts out to uh J5 and Mills. Um, but yes, I'm all for this MVP Bobby Lashley thing, all fucking for it. Okay, and, you understand this? Okay, cool. Um, it's a two part question How do we feel about what Seth is doing? Shout out to the birthday boy and. I'm getting evolution vibes here and something something feels like it's not a big one but like the tiniest little rocket was placed somewhere on Austin Dairy like they're prepping something there I mean I'm sure I'm sure they see something in Austin Dairy I need them to add uh Dominic Dodjakovic to that group I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it in my DJ Khaled voice. I need it. I need it. I need it. I don't see it with him. You don't see it with Dijak? Like, what? Like, what? I'm like, not understanding. Like, like, his matches are fire, but I don't see this character thing. This this whole feast your eyes thing, I'm, it's not. It seems extra. This feast your eyes and this hand movement and shit. Nah, I don't, I don't know. like his mannerisms. Okay, it's not. I don't, I don't get what's going on there. Um, yeah, do you do you think they add someone? I think they add a female. They don't need a female, bro. They don't. What's the point of adding a female there? Like, what's the what? I don't know. What are the benefits of that? I mean, do you add? An, do you need another male superstar? If you do, then who? Dijak, bro, I just told you, man. Okay, let's find one better. They got every every person in that group right now. 
weighs two twenty five or less. I think he need you need I think you need a veteran though. Like like the keys to stables is like a good mix of young and old talent. Right? So you got I think Buddy Murphy is essentially young talent. And Austin Theory is twenty one years old, twenty two. Um so I think you would add a veteran. I don't know who though. I gotta look at the roster. Hey, fuck uh, it. You know, I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of waiting. Yo. What? So you remember how uh, a couple weeks back you wanted to uh, get your, your HBK bag, right? Can I tell you something? Like, I just need to know. Are you are you ready to receive this information that I'm about to tell you? Sure. Seth Rollins is better than HBK. Seth Go on. Rollins is better than HBK. The floor is yours. Seth Rollins is better than the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Yes, I said that three times for my Dr. Umar effect. Okay, let's look at uh, Seth Rollins' career so far, right? Cashed in on Brock at Mania. Nobody's ever done that. Grand Slam champ. A member of the shield. Right? All these iconic moments. All these iconic moments. He has bangers with everybody. He's able to he's been able to reinvent himself God knows how many times. God knows how many times. And he still stays relevant. Stay relevant when he was hurt. Okay? HBK. Hey man. I think it's time we really talk about this guy because it was a couple years where he was uh, some big-time mid. Okay, some big-time mid. I don't remember anything from uh, HBK from the time he came back in 2002 until about when he got with Triple H again for the DX run and then after that, some point there was there was the taker matches on the back half, but I don't I don't I don't remember that second run. I remember I do remember him winning the uh, the world heavyweight title at Elimination Chamber in them ugly ass Dookie Brown uh, tights. That's about it. Like I'm 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 not just it's 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 not computing, bro. It's not computing. It's not computing. I know I know this is hurting your soul. Because I'm saying that, you know, Seth Rollins is better than your fave. But he is. He is. He's better in ring. He's a better character. He has better fucking music. Okay? Better fucking music. Okay? Like, I'm, 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 I'm just thinking about that today. I was thinking about today. I think I put that in the Discord, too. Seth Rollins is definitely better than HBK. I'm sure people are going to be mad, but I don't care. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of the bullshit surrounding HBK. I'm over it. Like, let's talk about it. You look upset. I'm high as shit. I'm not upset. <laughs> okay. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, oh, you see, you you hear that lighter flick? Like it's a fucking Lil Wayne mistake. Um, first of all, 
do not talk about promos. Like you can literally YouTube a promo of which HBK tells him he is nothing more than a second-rated Shawn Michaels to Seth Rollins' face. Yeah, but he don't say that unless uh, he knows that. I let, is better. I, let you, I let you talk. This is my time. <laughs> Mute yourself, please. Thank you. Um, so... Seth Rollins is a Grand Slam champion. If I am correct, is Shawn Michaels not the first ever Grand Slam champion? Oh, right. Cool. Great. Um, you're really trying to tell me if Money in the Bank existed in the 90s that Shawn Michaels wouldn't have won it at least three times? Come on, bro. Let's be real. Um, matches. So you don't remember HBK winning the first Elimination Chamber. I mean, there you go. HBK won the first Elimination Chamber. Has Seth Rollins won the Elimination Chamber? I think not. So if you're going to say he won Money in the Bank, somebody won Elimination Chamber. Um, you don't remember HBK versus Shelton Benjamin. You don't remember HBK versus John Cena in London, the night that was 45 minutes, the classic, following their WrestleMania match. Oh, you're telling me you don't remember that? Um Hey, man, I get it. You don't like Sean. You're a big Taker fan, right? I understand that. So as the good human in me, because trust me when I say this, I'm a good human being for even like being your friend, you know? Like, just we're just keeping it in a stack. That's how great of a human that I am, that I extend my time to you. Um, but your hate comes from a wrong place, okay? I do not shit on your fave because of who my fave, one of my faves is, right? You don't see me give Taker this disrespect. I give Taker the truth, which you agreed with. He is jealous of one of my faves because my fave did what yours can't. That doesn't mean that you come from a place of anger. Respect the GOAT, okay? Seth is great. Seth is probably the best of this generation, honestly, in in the WWE, right? He's he's 10 years. I think this is year 10 for him uh, or year nine, I think. And he's done great things and probably does not get as much credit as he gets for really being around. And that includes NXT. And like, he's the, honestly, he's the biggest star that became a star and even went back to NXT, right? Like you go back to Survivor Series in that episode right before Survivor Series and Raw pulls up, Adam Cole's chilling. And then guess who slides in the ring? Seth Rollins. And like the place goes nuts before Ciampa shows up, right? Um, he can do it on SmackDown, right? Him and Roman versus the number one draft pick. You can have him on Raw, Intercontinental Champ, bangers with Finn, bangers with Nakamura, bangers with The Miz, uh, bangers with Brock, bangers with AJ, uh, bangers with Sami Zayn, bangers with Finn. I said that already. Bangers with Roman. Uh, you can bring up Dean if you want to. Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman. Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black is on the way. 
the Kevin Owens, John Cena, like the, the, the list goes on and on and on, my brother. So you have the WWE Network. In fact, you have my login, okay? Don't have me change that password. Respect my mans. And if you need help, you can find it on the WWE Network. Just Google Shawn Michaels and it's there for you. You done? Yeah, are you done? You are, you mentioned the done? shield like my man's wasn't the generation X. Like, come on, what are we doing here? Oh my god. Look, man. Look, if we being real, the best version of DX wasn't even with Shawn Michaels. Okay. We remember the OG version. Like that was cool, you know. Okay, that was cool. That's about it. But everybody remembers like the real fucking DX. Shawn Michaels wasn't there. There are no versions of DX without him. He has to be there. That's no, no, no. I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't. You're telling me that D Generation X would have happened without Shawn Michaels. That's what you're telling me. Triple H doesn't even have a career without Shawn Michaels. Let's keep it a hundred. Oh wow, we're 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 getting very negative right now. We're getting very negative right now. We're getting very negative. Um, that may be true. That may be true. I mean, sure, Sean started some things, but it, you can also say that and agree that, you know, there are better versions of DX. It's okay, bro. I promise it's okay. I'm not saying. I'm not dis. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying you can't say anything about DX without the guy who is the reason DX exists. There is no DX without him. Regardless if there's better versions, there's no version two without version one. And there's no version one without him. Look, man. All I'm saying is that Seth is better, bro. And I wish in some alternate universe, maybe Earth 2 this can happen. Maybe Earth 2 where we can get uh, a Shawn Michaels and Seth Rollins match. Like, that would be pretty fire. But I think that Seth takes the cake. I think that he takes the cake. I mean, I just don't... I've never... I just never have gotten jiggy with HBK's character. Yeah, he's a great wrestler. Like, one of the best of all time. You're an Undertaker stand, bro. I get it. Bro, this has nothing to do with Taker, bro. I'm not even talking about him. You see, you see, listeners, I haven't said anything about Undertaker. If he doesn't bring it up, I haven't said, "Oh, I don't like Sean because of what he did." You know, years you can ago. literally go back four episodes where we initially said, "This is the reason why you act like this." So there it is. Yeah, yeah, but we're not talking about that. Why are you always living in the past? See, that's your problem. That is your problem. You're always living in the fucking past. And now, I just want to like, you're annoying, bro. You are annoying. You are annoying. Hey yo, um, to jump uh subjects rather rather quickly. So how do you feel about this this Bailey and Sasha shit? Like, cause I'm quite annoyed with it. I hope they don't ever have a match. I hope they don't stretch this feud out. I hope they just like dub it and like just act like it never existed. Cause I'm over it. I want heal Sasha. I'm not a fan of. Good girl, Sasha Banks. I want like the boss. I want 
when it's a pay-per-view, I pull up and escalate from NXT TakeOver. I want that version. So I like the feud. Uh, but yeah, that's the Sasha I want. And clearly, that's not what I'm going to get. So just like, eh, whatever. Let it run its course. I mean, someone has to take the belt from Bailey. Um, might as well be Shasser. I'm good on it, though. I just, uh, <laughs> yo, I'm so good on the Bailey Sasha thing. I'm so good on it. Like, I think Sasha's trying too hard to tap into her black side. And it's very annoying. Like, very, 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 very annoying. You think a couple fashion overfits and some heels make you, like, black? You think a, some blue weave makes you black? I just, like, I don't know. That's aggressive. Because, bro, like, she just came out the cut. And, you, first of all, you start, you started your career off and you were running up this old Shutter Shades legit boss Nicki Minaj gimmick from years ago. You were running up running up that up until what, last year? And now all of a sudden you've updated your wardrobe and you just think you're I don't know, fucking Beyonce or something? I don't get it. It it makes no sense to me. It does not I think she I think she acts like Snoop Girl's niece. Jesus fucking Christ. I think that's exactly what she acts like. She's Yeah. It's just I think you know what fucks her up is that she's such from a predominantly white town. She's from Boston. So, like, black girl from Boston is kind of weird. Because, like, you know, Boston hates black people. <laughs> you so, know? with that knowledge. It's like, it's like Zelina is more believable because she's. Nah, don't even. Uh, no, she, this is, no, don't even speak about Zelina on this. She's. Because she's a Latina woman from Queens, and you that comes across. Hey man, the fact that she's starting to wear like seven, eight inch heels on these shows is really killing me. If anyone is getting off Fashion Nova fits, it's Zelina. She's definitely getting them off. Like you're like four eleven in those heels, and she's probably gonna definitely keep you blocked forever now if she ever hears this. But like, oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, I don't. I think what Sasha's doing is fair game to me. That's but I like I I wish that it stays. I don't want it to go. I don't want the other one. Cause the other one is just like it's not believable. She's just like, you can be whatever you want to be. And it's like, yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Say say that you're oh, better. God, like the thing about Charlotte is like Charlotte's selling these hoes. And Charlotte's like, yeah, I'm better than all these bitches. Charlotte's See me. Goat, that's why. Charlotte is like Mark Ingram. Uh, if anybody got a problem with that, come see me. Come see, <laughs> come me. see me. Big trust. That that that's Charlotte Flair. If you want the smoke, I'm here for it. Speaking of the smoke, Street Profits. They were golfing with the Viking Raiders. Yo, that, I didn't that, watch that's it, a but very I very good uh, uh, trio. What is it? I think it's the third or fourth time they've done something with, with the Viking Raiders. Like, I appreciate that we're not just getting like pure promos and wrestling. We're getting some type of comedy or something that's like acknowledging that like we just can't give you empty arena shit all the time. At least the tag teams can have some fun. <laughs> yo, yo. So I'm just scouring the internet and I didn't watch AEW last night, right? Oh, Tyson pulled up. Uh, 
the revival is there. Yeah, I heard that. They are they are FTR. Yeah. So the thing that that's inter- intriguing me right now, and the thing that's making me laugh very heartily on the inside, is that now Cody Rhodes is going to defend the TNT Championship in an open challenge every week. Wonder where we got that idea from, bud. Wonder where we've seen that one before. Like, I don't understand why they cannot be original, bro. You say you are different, but then you go out here and you do things that have already been done by people that are better than you. So how are you different? I don't get it. I I think match-wise, I'm cool with whatever they do. Um, it's the other shit where I'm like, pick a, pick what side you're on. Um, because it's kind of like the, the cruiserweight tournament is essentially like a mock up of what New Japan does. Um, so like what they do with matches, I think that's fair game. I think any company can do whatever, but like the storylines. Like, why are you doing Tyson Jericho? And then Ryan Satin tweets that Tyson Jericho is based off something that happened in WWE years ago. And I'm like, when the fuck did anything happen between these two people? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's things like that that I'm like, why are you preaching being different when you're just like them? Uh, you got the revival thing, great. Um, you're clearly not doing social distancing because you had a crowd plus you had like 75 people in the ring with Tyson versus Jericho. So uh, many people, no masks. No mask at all. What the fuck like what the fuck is this title TNT belt? Did you see it? But like it's ugly as shit, bro. But then you have a video of Cody talking about how ugly the 24-7 championship was. And it's like it's the same know, fucking belt, just like with a we- red strap and a different color plate. So like shit shit like that is uh is what bothers me about like all right you just See, like them. I think but match wise is cool. Another one of my issues with the company is how everybody attaches themselves to the top guys. Like you attach yourself to either the elite or whoever Jericho's with. And there's like there's no like card structure. And it's to the point where your your champion is John Moxley, and it's like he takes a backseat to everything else. Why? Like, why is he taking a backseat? Why is your champion not the forefront? Why are you putting, you know, the same fucking people in the in, at the top every fucking show, every fucking week? Like, what are they doing? The records that they said that they said would matter so much no longer matter. Like there's there's so much about this company that irritates the living shit out of me, and I don't I I don't know if there's enough slander and criticism in the world to continue to give them like these words, but it's just you continue to do shit that's confusing. You continue to do shit that's contradictory to what you have already said, to what you said in your you know initial press conferences way back, you know, last year. So, like, what the fuck are you doing? Your women's division stinks. Your tag division is 
admittedly decent, but what are you doing with it? The mid card is confusing. I mean, maybe that'll clear up with this championship. And your main, your your your, you know, your main event is not really a main event because it's Jericho and the fucking elite. That's really all this shit is. It's the, it's been the same structure for months now, and I'm tired of seeing it. There's no variation. I don't know what they're fucking doing. Please help me understand. I can't. I don't know what to do either, bro. I got nothing for you. I I don't know. Like I said before, Kenny is a better friend than me, bro. Because I'd be out. I would have been like, all right, this ain't working. I'll come back in a few years, but I'm going to go I'm gonna hang with the fellas out in Orlando. But that's on them. Shit is insane. Shit is insane. Um, Before we get up out of here, before we get up out of here, um, I would like to send my condolences to uh, Hana Kimura and Shad Gaspar for their um, their passings um, recently. Um, Kimura, I believe, committed uh, suicide because of bullying. So if you're one of those people who likes to bully people online or just in general, fuck you. Don't do that shit to people. Leave people the hell alone. Okay, it's not nice. It's not a nice thing to do. Like it kind of makes you seem like an asshole. And if you think that you won't get your shit pushed in because you want to type crazy behind uh, a computer screen or a phone screen, just understand that one day people will find you and people will touch you. Like you're not, you're not immune to getting fucked up just because you're behind a screen. Okay, stop being a dickhead. And as far as um, the Shad Gaspard uh, tragedy goes. That kind of hit, it hit a little different for me because I have kids and he kind of, uh, you know, his last, his last thing before he left this earth was making sure that his son, you know, got the safety. That kind of, that made me very sad because as a father of six, it's, it's a little different because you, you always want to make sure your kids are good. You always want to make sure that, you know, they have the best life possible and he, he's not there to make sure that they, you know, that they have that. I'm sure they'll be fine and they're going to flourish and be great. But his last act is just a, you know, a heroic act. One that we can only aspire to to be like. You know, I aspire to be that type of father. If my kids are uh, ever in that type of situation, I can't swim. But fuck it, we're going to figure it out and make sure that they get the safety. Like we got to do what we got to do. So uh, my condolences go out to them. The podcast condolences go out to them. Rest in peace. Rest in power. Uh, much love to you. Okay? Much love to you. Doug, see you over there having fun, buddy. Yo, fun. Gulak back. Yes, Drew Gulak is back. He's uh, He'll be on SmackDown. My man did a contract holdout? My man had a contract holdout? Hey, man. Gulak's that good, bro. If Drew Gulak getting paid, Dak Prescott, don't trip the money on the way. Oh, uh, speaking speaking of the Gulak, um, Intercontinental Title Tournament. I I think we're gonna get AJ versus Brian for the belt. That's gonna be a banger. It's gonna be a banger. It's gonna be a banger. Yo, what what's this Drake Maverick thing? 
I don't know. I'm over it. <laughs> like, I'm I'm over it. Was he like the one employee who was like, all right, y'all can stay home until this date? And he was like, nah, I want to work. <laughs> was he just the one? And everyone else was just like, nah, I'm going to be home. Look, man, I don't know what his plan is. I don't know what he got going on. But, uh, yeah, I'm over it. It this is it took all of this to get him to start wrestling because they never used him to wrestle. Yeah, he was a uh, was a manager or uh, the commissioner for what two or five live or some shit. General manager. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then he was uh, leading AOP. Where the fuck are they? I think one of them's hurt. Oh shit. Yeah, I think one of them's hurt, so they've been on the sidelines, which is kind of. Ain't that the same thing with the Usos? Someone's hurt. Yes, one of them just got hurt. I don't know which one. Can't remember. Um, oh, before we go, uh, are we getting Miz versus Braun? I see that the well, paper. I see. I see that the pay per view is a handicap match. Yes, they're uh, they're they're throwing Braun uh, some bullshit just to stretch out the um, the Braun and Bray Wyatt thing. But he he is gonna have a handicap match um, for the title versus Miz and Morrison. And to be honest with you, I think it'd be very funny if Miz and Morrison won. I die laughing. I just want a bunch of wacky shit to happen. Like why? I am all for. Uh, I need heal Miz back. I need that. I need that that fire. He got a Maurice though, but I need him to throw in the suit, and be a champion. This time, I think he deserves it. Miz, there are like five people. I just need to have like one more title reign. I need like Miz, give Cesaro his one run. Uh, I think Nakamura deserves a run. Um, and when he gets called up, take care of Adam Cole. That's fair. That's fair. I I, I see I see the vision. I agree with uh, Miz. I agree with Cesaro. Um, I want Big E to get a run. I, I definitely need a Big E. I could, if it wasn't for the Fiend, maybe if Braun was the heel, I could see Big E beating Braun. Big E beating Braun would be very fire. Very fire. Um... I'm trying to think of who else I'd want to get. Uh, Bobby Lashley is one. I definitely need uh, um, an, a Bobby Lashley run. I don't think he's won a, a, a main title outside of the ECW title way back when. Uh, U.S. champ. No, I'm talking about main title, main title, main title. I know, you, I know he had the, the U.S. and I think he had the Intercontinental as well. Oh, yeah, no, this is – I think this is his first – world title shot in like 11 years yeah which is crazy and i think for my last one it would definitely be samoa joe samoa joe is one of those guys that also um fit in with my vision of a true superstar as far as they can work both sides of the fence so yeah i need those guys to win their titles is he hurt yes he hasn't been clear from his concussion which i okay. think it, that's gonna be his downfall that's going to be his downfall, is that he gets hurt too much. He had to change up his wrestling style. 
he got to do something because he should have already been world champ. He should have already been world champ. There's nothing. There's nothing like, you know, hearing that theme go off and hearing them Joe chants ring off, especially right. in Brooklyn. Run that, run that uh, Samoa Joe versus Brock feud back real quick. Run that back one more time for the one time. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Brock Hive, we out here. Brock makes matches a lot better. And folks sit up here have the nerve to say that Brock can't wrestle or we're tired of Brock. Man, fuck out my face, bro. Fuck out my face. Brock has carried this company on his motherfucking back for a while now since he came back. Almost the last eight years we want to talk about it. Like, let's fucking get into it. Let's not get into it because we're about to end. But, yeah, just know, this is Brock Hive over here. All right? Doug, you got anything, any any last wishes for, for the people? I need to know. Save your money. Don't Save trip. Save your money. Don't trip. Keep it G. Keep it G. Listen to some Jay-Z. Follow me on Twitter. Douglas Christ. And you know what? You can follow me on Instagram too. Douglas Ramon. <laughs> All right. Um, per usual, y'all know y'all can follow me at Middle Initial T on Twitter and Instagram. Um, please follow the podcast page, Undisputed Hater, on Twitter. The Instagram is under construction, but that will be Undisputed Hater Pod on Instagram. Um, but I hope you all enjoyed this week. I hope you all stay safe. Continue to practice social distancing. Do not catch the Rona because if you do, we won't be able to hang out. And I like to hang out with people. I'm very friendly. I provide drinks. I pay for things a lot of times. Um, yeah. So continue to be safe. Don't do anything that we wouldn't do here at the Undisputed Hater Pod. And for Coach and Doug, we are out. <laughs>